Anything combat with Johnny K. But it's anything combat though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat Show, wherein we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a UFC featherweight, Damon Jackson, who's taking on Billy Quarantillo, August 5th. How you doing, Damon? Doing great, man. Yeah, doing great. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for asking. My first question for you is, what's new in your life? What have you been up to? And uh, yeah, how's training going? Um, you know, like I, I had taken some time off at that last fight and kind of um, got some stuff in order to where I could open my own gym. So uh, I opened my I opened my own gym about a month and a half ago and things are going great, man. I'm, I'm getting to train with these young kids uh, that have never done this before. So I'm getting to do all this old school drilling and I'm doing a lot of the classes also, and um, it's just nice to kind of get back to where I started when I first started training. So it's been uh, it's been great, you know. Definitely, a, you know, huge learning experience for sure. Where's the gym, bro? Um, so I I train in Dallas, and so but I live um, in Dallas, Texas, and I live about um, 30 miles from Dallas, so it's about 30 minute drive. Um, and I that's where I opened the gym. Where I live in Rockwall, Texas, and that's where I opened it. Can you run us through your journey in MMA? How did you get started and how are you here today? Um, I really started watching the UFC when I was really young with my uncle. And um, besides that, like, you know, I had no uh, combat experience before that. So when I started watching the UFC, um, I saw that the wrestlers were doing really good and wrestlers were kind of dominating the sport at the time, you know, with, you know, it's all these high level wrestlers were always winning. So um, you know, in my, in my hometown, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but they had a wrestling team in the seventh grade. So I started wrestling, um, shortly after I started watching the UFC and that's kind of what, um, that I went to college and wrestled. And then after that, I started fighting amateur while I was in college. And then once I was done, I went pro as soon as I was done um, with college. What's the most memorable win or fight of your career? Uh, probably, um, uh, probably the Pat Sabatini fight not that long ago or the, the Leonard Garcia fight when I beat him for the title. Cause that's what got me into the UFC. But, um, those two fights mean a lot for sure. What challenges have you faced as a fighter and how'd you overcome them? Uh, you know, like that, uh, the past Sabatini fight, my brother passed away that, that same week. So that was pretty rough. You know, it was definitely, uh, that was hard to go through, but it was just something that, you know, this whole time I've been chasing this dream and, um, I had a lot going on outside of that, and I wanted to, you know, definitely, you know, get that win just for my family and stuff. And that, that was a big thing. That was a huge win. And then, um, you know, just getting, getting, uh, making it to the UFC young in my career, and then uh, getting released, and then making it back. That was, uh, you know, that was challenging for sure. And it was, it was just, it was good to go through that for sure. Good man. Congratulations. Um, I want to ask you, how do you analyze your opponents? Because there's so many different styles in MMA. What are you mainly looking for to perform well in the cage? Um, a lot of times I look at like what they're going to do against me. So I kind of watch video of myself and uh, kind of analyze that. And a lot of times, you know, like uh, I'm pretty, you know, forward with my game plans. I'm, you know, I'm going at people. I'm looking to get to the ground. I'm looking to be in people's faces and stuff. So uh, just seeing how they deal with that and seeing how they're going to fight me is uh, it's kind of what I've been, um, you know, gearing up for is just kind of game planning for how I think he's going to fight. So, um, you know, that's always a challenging thing for sure. But, you know, I have, uh, 
you know, I have time to sit back and watch this fight for a few weeks. And, um, you know, I love the matchup. It's definitely going to be a great fight for, for the fans and for everyone. So what do you think about uh, Billy in general? Uh, I know I know he just lost to Edson Barboza, but Edson's just, he's an amazing fighter and he's still doing well in the division. It's really unpredictable. The featherweight division, the picture in general is just what, what an absolute division, one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah, what can you say about Billy Quarantillo? I believe he comes from a good gym. I believe he's there with Ray Longo and Matt Serra. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I'm not, I think so. I believe so. I think mean, he fights down in Florida. I know that. So that makes sense. But uh, he's just a dog, man. He's like, he's that guy that's in your face the whole time. He's a, he's a fighter's fighter. You know, like he's definitely out there to, to, you know, show he's the toughest and, you know, he goes forward a lot. He just, he fights really hard and, and you know, he fights hard the all three rounds. So he's got great cardio. So Damon, how do you schedule your training and personal life together? Because some people say that if you're training, it's like you're all in and you can't really have time for any of that shit in general. So how do you do it? Uh, I think that's bullshit. You know, I think, you know, if your family is important and you're, you know, you're, you gotta, you know, you got a lot going on. I have so much going on outside of fighting that, uh, you know, fighting means the world to me. I love it so much and um, I would do anything to keep fighting. Um, it's just like, if, if you have other things in your life, like I have four daughters, I have, uh, my gym is going, I have my wife, you know, I, I have, um, so much going on and I definitely, you know, I miss out on some stuff, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm there. I make my training happen around my, my family schedule and uh, around being around my kids and my wife at night. Like I get, I make sure I get home at a decent time and I make sure that, uh, you know, that they mean the most to me, you know, fighting is something that's great. I love fighting and it's given me so much, but, um, my family means more to me than anything. And, um, that's something that I've always made my training happen around my, you know, family schedule, you know, not, not, not the other way around for sure. I think you can definitely get selfish with this sport and you can definitely take off with it. And I'm sure that it does give you, you know, extra focus for sure. But, uh, for me, uh, if I'm not kissing my kids good night and if I'm not there, you know, when they're going to school in the morning and stuff like that, like, I feel like I'm not doing the right thing as a dad and stuff. And, uh, I think that that means more to me than, you know, being the greatest fighter of all time or anything. So uh, I think it's just, you know, where you set things up in your life and, you know, people look at it differently. And um, I don't dog on anyone. I, there's times I wish I could train more for sure. But, um, you know, I, I'm getting to train two or three times a day and I'm not missing any of their stuff and I'm still, you know, working full time. So I think you can make it however you want. And, you know, as long as you work hard, things are going to be OK, you know. What's your nutrition like right now? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much year round, same, same diet, same, um, same energy level. Everything's good. Like just, you know, grinding it out with work and with everything else right now has been awesome. Cause you know, I'm making more money than ever. I'm going into my fight. Um, you know, not stressing about, you know, winning or losing the fight. It's just like, I'm getting to train. I'm getting to focus on that. And my diet's always been good. I've never had an issue with like, you know, eating healthy or not eating healthy. I'm always kind of on the same diet year round. Um, and I pretty much on the same training schedule year round. I don't really ever change it up a whole lot. I just do a little extra during fight camp. And, um, you know, man, things have been going great. It's been working out for me all these years. And, um, you know, my last my last two fights, man, I tore my pec 
and uh, I haven't gotten to wrestle any of the fights. So um, I'm excited to have my pec in my chest, you know, is fully recovered. And, you know, I'm just ready to get in there and, and fight like how I normally fight, man. I'm just, I'm pretty amped up. Injuries that you've sustained in general. And you just said that you tore your pec. So what other injuries have you sustained in your career? And how'd you recover? Uh, I mean, I've broken my nose, um, you know, I've gotten x-rays six times. I'm sure I broke it more than that, but I've broken my nose a bunch of times. Uh, I broke my, broke my big toe on my right foot. I broke it probably three or four times where it's completely split in half and had to wear a boot for a little while, but no, you know, I still got the train and stuff. And, uh, uh, I've had some torn cartilage in my ribs. That was pretty rough. Uh, I broke my hand, my very first amateur fight ever. And then that was the only time I, I really had problems with that. Um, but Honestly, man, I, I've been pretty fortunate to have like kind of like small micro things go wrong. My 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 torn pec was the thing that's affected me the most out of every injury I've ever had was my torn pec. And so you can see that last fight, um, I could not wrestle the whole camp. Um, I couldn't wrestle at all with Dan. So or uh, against Dan, that was really frustrating. And um, the Pat Sabatini fight when I caught him with that front kick. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to catch him that quick because if that fight would have played out all three rounds, I was going to have to wrestle a lot of that fight. And, um, I'm not sure how well my pack would have held up because it was like, it was right before that fight when I tore it. So what a, what a crazy story and a situation to be in going into a fight. I want to ask you, what's your greatest strength as a fighter? I don't know, man. I think, the I, I just love it, man. I love everything about it. I think that, that that helps a lot with my training and stuff. But um, I think my greatest strength is definitely my grappling. I didn't get to show it my last two fights. So uh, my nickname is going back to the leech. You know, I've been grinding real hard for that all these years. And, um, you know, it's just something that I pride myself on was having good wrestling. So to have, um, you know, to get taken down against Dan was really frustrating. And then to not be able to grapple at all, that was frustrating. So I'm back to my normal self and, uh, feeling great. Uh, the hardest fighter that you fought against is Ilya Tapuria. Now I want to ask you, what do you just think about what he's done in the sport and uh, what do you think about his skill set in general? Yeah, I mean, I can never sit here and say anything negative about him. He's a he's a great grappler and that's why when I, whenever we fought, I thought it was going to be a grappling match and so that's what I kind of prepared for and then he comes out with the, the boxing that he has and that kid, he's good. he's special for sure. He's got some good hands, um, great speed. His speed's insane. So, um, you know, he's got great hands, great speed. He's definitely going places and, you know, him getting a title shot, I think it's definitely, the division's kind of got held up with all these rematches over and over and over. So, um, I'm happy to see that they're going to let him kind of come into the title shot. And I think he's definitely deserving of it. Um, you know, if he would have fought Max Holloway before that, I would have understood, but I think that would be a tough fight for him, but I think he would be Max also. So, um, I think him, him fighting Volk next is the way to go. And hopefully Volk, you know, wins that fight and then goes and fights Islam and then wins that title too. That'd be cool. But either way, if he fights Islam before Ilya or after, either way, um, he's a great fighter for sure. So that matchup between Tapuria and Volkanovski. So who do you pick in that fight? Personally, I'm going with Volkanovski still. Uh, 100% Volk. Um, I don't think you can really, like, 
I can't think of one person in the 55 or the 45 that can beat him. And I don't think Islam won. I think he definitely um, lost that fight for sure. And especially the fact that Volk was coming up from 45 and he did as much as he did. I think he definitely won that fight. So uh, I'm sure I'll get a lot of hate for that. But uh, I think he definitely won the fight. And I think he's just a killer athlete. Like, um, you know, he's just such a great guy. And, you know, it's hard to get a champion like that, that's will he's willing to fight everybody. He's like, whoever, someone, someone. He's like, he's like, Ilya, don't fight Max. Wait and fight me. You know, he was like, it's funny because a lot of people would have been like, oh, you haven't fought anyone. You got to fight Max Holloway first. You know, a lot of champions are like that. So um, Volk, Volk is that, he's like that next guy up. He did, he just fights anyone. He'll fight whoever. So I like that about him. He's just a, he's a tough dude. Yeah, I want to bring up about those uh, matches that are going to Max Holloway. So just to make reference to win streaks in MMA, uh, Benil Dariush got an eight-fight win streak at lightweight. Arnold Allen got 10 at featherweight. And Tony Ferguson got 12. And they all didn't lead to title shots. They never got the title shot off those win streaks. Yeah. So Arnold Allen, Arnold Allen that 10-fight win streak that he had was given to Max Holloway. Do you think that the champion should have privilege in the division? Um, yeah, and uh, who did who did Arnold fight before that, though? You know? Um, Cal- Calvin Cater. That's right. Well, I mean, that's a tough win, too. So, I don't know, man. I think that... Um, I think that definitely, I think the champions should have some say-so on who they're fighting and everything. But I think it's kind of like uh, you got to keep the division moving. So um, these guys that are sitting at the number two or three spot should be fighting the number five and six guys. And, you know, if they're winning these fights, then they're still the guy. They're still the next challenger. Then that's okay. But, you know, I think that um, when they sit back and wait for a title fight, it's kind of annoying. So I think that the way that Volkanovski fights is I love it. Cause he's always like, whoever's up, let's go, let's go. So he doesn't give people time to, um, you know, really time to even prepare, honestly. Cause it's like five rounds is a lot different than three for sure. We've seen a lot of fighters in welterweight, lightweight and featherweight now hold up divisions by from rank one to five, not fighting the up and comers because there's not enough money or, it's too risky and they make excuses and they don't actually fight in between each other's. So do you think that that should be included in the contract? If you get to the rankings that you need to fight those guys? Uh, I don't know, man. You can't make a lot of rules. Like rules are like kind of BS with this sport. It's kind of like um, if you're the man that's winning the fights, then, you know, you deserve the next one up, next one up. And you keep leveling up like that, then, you know, it is what it is. So if you got these guys that are holding up the division, if they get skipped around because they're trying to sit out and wait, then that's on them. So I think that you should stay busy for sure. But I think that um, the UFC does a pretty good job about making people fight once or twice a year for sure. So, um, you know, like, uh, you know, there's definitely an argument there you can make for sure. But, you know, it's kind of, up to UFC and up to the, um, the the fans, really. I feel like if enough, if enough fans Who, enough fans back a fighter, then they're going to get what they want, you know. Who's your favorite fighter and who inspired you to fight in the UFC? Um, I, I'd say Frankie Edgar is definitely my, you know, my number one spot as far as, like, overall favorite fighters and stuff. But, like, GSP, when he was hitting his blast double, I used to love it. And he used to hit, like, a – this Superman jab to a big roundhouse. And I, I just loved 
Um, I love like the beginning stages, like Matt Hughes, um, you know, Frankie Edgar, BJ Penn, Gray Maynard, like all these guys that, you know, that people really don't know unless they're like true fans of the UFC. Like they don't really keep up with the old school stuff. But those are the guys that kind of like, um, you know, got me going on the, the wrestling path and got me going on uh, being a, like a grinder where, you know, transitions are really important from wrestling to jits to punches to jits, punching to wrestling. Like, um, you know, learn a lot from those guys for sure. What would what advice would you give to aspiring fighters that want to get into your position? Um, become like a master level or like, you know, start becoming a master level at something when you first start the sport. Because a lot of guys, they want to be well-rounded, so they kind of skip around, they train a little bit of everything, but they're not really masters at anything. So I think that um, that's something you should definitely do from the beginning is, you know, become a, the best wrestler, the, the best jits guy, the best boxer, you know, whatever it is. Go compete in that for a few years before you start fighting um, professionally for sure. Um, but, you know, go compete, man. Go do those jiu-jitsu and wrestling tournaments. Um, even if you're not a wrestler, now they have the, you know, USA wrestling in, in the States, they have the USA wrestling. So you can like wrestle all the time. You could wrestle, you know, until you're like 50, 60. So, um, you know, you can be a better wrestler. You can be a better jits guy. You can be better, whatever, just become a master at something first though. Why has no one, you brought up that super bad jab that GSP created. Well, he didn't create the bastard. Why has no one incorporated that into modern day MMA? I don't know, man. I do it a lot in uh, on the bag, and I do it a lot in practice. But it seems like uh, it's just something that I never really felt um, like I, you know, I never felt confident enough to throw it in a fight with those four ounce gloves. So, um, you know, maybe you'll see it this fight. Who knows, man? I don't know. It's like it's a really good move. I love it, and I love setting up the leg kick off of that. So, like hitting a Superman and then dipping your head off to the left and throwing that roundhouse to the leg. It's like it's a pretty nasty combo, but. I don't know, man. I, maybe I'll start practicing that before this fight. So maybe I'll I'll bring it back. I'm looking forward to that in your fight. If I see a Superman punch into that kick setup, I'll I'll freak out. Um, I've got a question for losses. So how do you deal after a loss like that setback? What's that feeling like? And what do you say to yourself to get yourself back into the game and then come up with the wins that you have now? Uh, man, I got a pretty awesome, um, you know, family support group, whatever. Like I have a lot of good friends, a lot of good family, uh, that really cares about me and stuff. So I think that, um, you know, putting the time in with my family, uh, in between fights is really important, uh, to me. And then once they see me go compete, um, you know, if I do have a setback, like a loss like that, um, they're always there for me. So, um, I think you gotta just get back to it, you know, cause it's, it's, like, you know, it's the highest of highs and lowest of lows. It's like when you win, you're like the, the freaking best in the world. Like you have so much momentum, so much energy mentally and physically. And then when you lose, it's like, uh, you know, you get all that taken away. And it's like uh, people talk so much shit and you like you're basically reset at zero. And it's, you know, I, I think over the years, just maturing a little bit, you kind of realize, you know, the guys that you're fighting in the UFC are very high level. So um, I think that's important to think about is the fact that your competition, like if you lost something because you did something stupid, then that's on you. But if you lost because someone just out techniqued you, then, you know, you got to go get better and get back to it. That's, you know, I don't really think a whole lot about it anymore. I think more of uh, just getting better after fights, you know, like that, pushing it hard. But right now, um, financially, I've just been doing really good with, uh, with my gym opening and with, you know, all these different things I've been doing business wise. And, 
um, that I think that's helped me a lot. So making sure you have a good, solid family base or, you know, friends, circle, whatever group, and making sure that you're, you know, financially set outside of fighting uh, takes away a lot of the stress of fighting, you know. Is your family your biggest motivation? No, I don't do this for them. That's that's BS. Like, I, I don't think about punching someone in the face and think like, oh, I've got to do this because my family, whatever. Like, I don't, I don't think that way because I don't even let them go to my fights. I don't let them watch it. Like, I don't let them do anything. Like, they support me and they do everything for me like that, but they don't watch it live. They don't, um, they don't go to my fights and stuff. So, because, you know, it's just, um, you know, like, we it's just, it's hard to do that. It's hard to like teach them the fighting part of it and think, teach them that it's a competition when someone else is trying to like, you know, knock me out or someone's trying to sub me and like, they're watching me on TV. So it's like, I don't do this for them and I don't make them watch it for me or anything that doesn't help me motivate me. Um, I just know that I love competing and this is like the ultimate competition. And this is what I've been dreaming of since I was in the seventh grade, you know, back in 2000, that's when I started wrestling. So the featherweight division is such a difficult division, man. Like the top fifteen is so they're so good. It's um, it's so hard to break into that top fifteen right now. Tapology have you right outside that top fifteen wow. in the rankings of best featherweights um right now, like currently. And to be honest, I think that you're actually an underrated fighter. But after the because people don't know about how skillful you actually are. So how do you see yourself breaking into that top 15? Will it happen after the Billy Quarantillo fight, or do you think you need one more? I mean, he's not ranked, so, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know how the rankings work. I think it's kind of BS sometimes. But I think that the top 15, if you're getting that that top 15, that's something to, um, you know, push for because that just builds up to the top 10, top 5, and then you're fighting for the belt. So, um, you know, it's definitely something I want, but I don't know where it puts me after I beat him. It's just, um, you know, I'm dead set on focus on him. And if I get a ranked fighter after this, that would be great. Um, you know, so I'm just, I'm focusing on Billy right now and I want that win bad, man. I've been training hard and, um, focused right now, man. I'm definitely focused, ready to roll. What's the mental aspect like of fighting? How do you feel right before the fight? Uh, you know, just like you're kind of nervous and everything, but like, it's like, a you're nervous that you want to go compete the right way or like perform the right way. It's not, it's not about the guy across the ring. It's just like, you're out there and you did all the work and you like get a little nervous and you make sure you like did all your work during camp and you want to make sure you have a good weight cut and stuff like that. So as long as those things go good, I go into the fight, you know, feeling pretty good, you know, and I just, like, I get excited, man. What's a story from your fight career that nobody knows about? Oh, man, I don't know. That's everything's been like kind of laid out like that. You know, it's just like, um, you know, there's been a few times that like passing out during weigh-ins and stuff or during, you know, weight cuts or something that you want to keep quiet, but it happens often, um, you know, you get down to that last little bit and it's pretty, pretty nasty. And then, um, you know, just going through the, uh, you know, trying to get your next matchup, trying to do all that stuff. It's just something like that. It's like, I don't know, man. Everything's kind of laid out where people kind of know everything that's going on. And I've done these interviews for years. So I'm trying to think of something that no one really knows. But I think that that would probably be the scariest part is that people don't really understand the wake-up part of everything. And so it gets kind of crazy that last few days before the fight. So, How much uh, do you cut weight? Like how much weight are you cutting right now? 
Um, I usually lose about 22, uh, maybe 20, 20 pounds. So, um, and I gained most of that back before the fight. I usually walk into the fight around like 68, you know, maybe a little less. Do you think that if, if you're cutting around 20 pounds, that's 145, you walk around 165, 168 around there? I walk around about 170, 172, so. Okay. Do you think that that 165 division should be made? Um, I would love that, man. I would, I would, I would go up to 55 so quick. Um, you know, I would love that because I know a lot of 55ers that are walking around like over 200 pounds. So like, you know, I can't be fighting guys that are that big. So it's, uh, you know, it's just different. So for sure, I would like that. What do you think about other promotions? Do you see yourself fighting in the BKFC at any time, like at the end of your career, no. or one championship, or you just want to stay at the UFC? No, I'll stay at the UFC. That's where I wanted to be when I first started this thing, and um, that's where all the best guys are. You know, everybody can say what they want to say, but that's where the best guys are, and that's where the most money is too. What are your long-term goals for the sport right now? Oh, man, I'm just – I'm trying to pump out two two more fights after this fight this year. So I'd like to get two more in after this fight. Um, but, you know, I just want to stay busy, man. I, I'm growing my brand with the gym and trying to get everything rolling with that. And it's just an exciting time for me right now. So um, that's my goal right now is to, to grow this gym and to, I want to build my own location after this. And, um, you know, I'm just excited for sure. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Damon, for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to plug before we wrap up the podcast? No, nah, man. I mean, all my social media is Damon B. Jackson. Um, I don't post a whole lot. I do a lot more story work on there. I don't post a whole lot of posts, but you guys go follow me on there, and I'll be ready to roll for August 5th. It's definitely going to be a good, good fight night for sure. Follow Damon on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Bye.